guys and my girls. Back again. Back again. Episode three. Episode three, my man. Man. Woo, it's lit. It is. It man. is. It's, it's crazy. Like, we're really doing this. Yeah. It feels weird, but it, it's it's good, though. Yeah, every time it's good. I mean, anytime um, to share the, the, the depth of Jesus and to get into his scripture and to grow in, in, in the knowledge and in the beauty of him, I mean, that's worth it. It's always good. Yeah. Man. Well, guys, uh, this is the Immersed Podcast. This is episode three. This is on a life of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so we want to welcome any uh, like new listeners or uh, any anyone who's uh, a believer or even a, no- a non-believer. Like We just welcome you into this place to, um, as, a, as we're all in here having a conversation, to grow in the depth of who Jesus is. And today we're going to be focusing on prayer. Mm. Yeah, it's getting real deep. Like, I mean, prayer is just such an essential part of the Christian life, the Christian walk. I mean, it's literally you communing and coming together to be one with God. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, that's how we communicate with God. Well, one of the many ways that we communicate with mm-hmm. God, because you have worship, you have prayer, you have, you know, just so many different things that you and God communicate in. But prayer is just, you know, one of those things. But it's such an essential. I mean, look at all the times through our scripture where, you know, you just see Jesus praying or mentioning prayer paul you know just all moses like there you know prayer has from front to cover prayer is pretty much a thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it's crazy so we just going to get into just the beauty the the life of prayer just you know just the depths of it and and, and really just breaking it down and what it is amen amen yeah so guys I, first off i want to share this heart of the podcast where we get immersed in the word of god and this is to help us break down popular topics through a biblical perspective and this will help to disciple the body of christ Amen. And I'm so thankful still that you came up with that because like that's just a beautiful thing that I just don't have. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know yesterday you were talking about an administrative skill. I'm like, boy, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I got that. I'd probably say like I've learned a lot of what I somewhat know of administration from my good friend Hannah Connor. So. Yeah, and a banana. Yeah, shout out to her. Yes, sir. I'm actually going to be talking about um, this ministry that I was actually a part of her with later on in the episode. So. Um, yeah, I'll tie that together later. But uh, but guys, I w- we want to go ahead and we want to talk about um, what is prayer. But before we could actually talk about what is prayer, we need to talk about our struggles with prayer. And and I believe a lot of believers we talk about, oh yeah, I was you know I was, I was in the prayer closet, you know, uh, praying for like three four hours, right? You know, you know what I mean? And we just exalt it to a certain place. And in all reality, I would probably say that majority of Christians don't pray enough, and majority of Christians struggle in their prayer life. Mm. You know? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about my own struggles with prayer. I mean, um, and like I, I know I'm not the only one. You know, <laughs> not, I, I know I'm not the only one, yeah. and which makes me feel a lot better. So if you feel like you're the only one who's struggling in these areas, you know, let this like be nurturing to your soul to know that others out there are dealing with this. And we're going to talk about how to like move past these, these, uh, these places. So one of the things that I've always struggled with is, is my mind wanders. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes it could be my mind would wander onto something sinful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could just be thinking about, you know, um, Pat, like some crazy wild past relationship type thing that I never think about ever, but it just happens to pop into my mind while I'm praying or, or things that I have to do. And a lot of the times your mind wanders with things that aren't even sinful. You, you start to have this to-do list that will come and be like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. And then I have to do this. And, oh, you know, like, you know, you're praying right now, but you're thinking about what you need to do tomorrow and what's happening next month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's it, 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 it takes your focus off of the Lord and you start getting into your own thing of what you have to do. Yeah. And I'd probably say what it really reminds me of. The Lord took me back to uh, um, I think it's in Luke, but where it's with Martha and Mary. Mm-hmm. And what you have is Jesus comes and he hangs out with Martha and Mary in their house. And so Jesus sits down, he, he's reclining uh, and chilling. And then you have Martha who's serving because Jesus is there. So she's going ahead and she's preparing and doing all these things. And then you have Mary who is sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to Jesus teaching and just having conversations with him. And then Martha, she gets upset and she's like, Jesus, tell my sister to get up and help me. We, we got to prepare. There's people coming and stuff like that. And then Jesus replies to Martha and says, Martha, Martha, um, Mary has chosen the right portion. Like this is this is what is most I'm paraphrasing, but this this is what's most important in this time. And I think that's the thing about there is always going to be things that you're going to have to do. You're going to need to do. But the most important thing is to sit at his feet and to listen and to be with him and to behold him. You know? Yeah, 
Nah, I definitely agree with that. And that's good. And I know that the Lord definitely has like blessed me with that story and like really, you know, uh, um, abiding under the shadow of the almighty and like dwelling in his shelter. Cause I mean, it's so important. Like prayer is literally that place where it's like, God, like I'm denying everything that I want to do. I'm denying everything that I think is right. I'm denying myself of, uh, of, you know, like literally I'm stripping away the things that I may think is correct, but I'm coming before you. I'm humbling myself and God, Mm. I'm lifting it all up unto you because I believe that you could do the things that I'm asking for. Not only that, but I believe that you are who you say you are. And I believe that, you know, basically that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's so good. That's a really good word, man. And it's it's uh with this thing with prayer it's like not only will your you'll be in prayer and then your mind will start to wander but then you'll come into a place where you don't even feel like praying yeah nah that's big you know what i mean and i think a lot of times and this has been a real big thing i i believe at least in in uh, american christianity um you know that it's we 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 pray and i i it's only it's a feeling based thing that needs to stop you know what i mean if just because you may feel like not praying, just because you may feel like not reading the word, you know what I mean? And many other things, you may not feel like loving your neighbor. You may not feel like worshiping God, but you have to realize like your, your flesh doesn't want to do those things. Mm -hmm. Your flesh does not want to pray. Your flesh does not want to worship. It does not want to read, uh, get in the word. You know what I mean? That's scripture. Oh yeah. And I think it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like John six, uh, verse 63. Um, that says uh, Jesus is saying the flesh is of no help at all. Mm. You know, yeah. I believe that that's the scripture. Um, but yeah, and it's your flesh doesn't want to do these things, but there is so much fruit and there is a huge reality that we aren't even aware of if we were to actually dive into to the, to, to prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And then that kind of reminds me also like Galatians, like the flesh are against the things of the spirit and the spirit is are are like against the things of the flesh. Like usually, you know, when when it's something when God is calling you to do something, you know, your flesh, like Gage was saying, is probably most likely not going to want to do it. But it's pushing past the flesh. It's, It's denying yourself, taking up your cross daily and following him. Be like, you know, Jesus, like. I worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. So I'm going to lay down the things that I want, therefore, to follow and obey you. And that's just, you know, it, that's all tied into it with prayer, you know. Yeah. And I want to tie it even together with uh, working out. You know, when you're working out, a lot of the times you're like, man, I don't feel like going to the gym. But once you make that 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 like that discipline of like, I'm going to go to the gym, you get into the gym, you start, you know, you start lifting, you start running, you kind of get into it. And then you start getting into this flow. And then what would have been like. 30 minutes ends up being like an hour, hour and a half. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with prayer. It's like, you may not want to pray. And sometimes, and I, you don't have to go into prayer thinking, and God has to, has shown me this, um, through scripture, through, um, different, uh, um, revelations of other people's, uh, understandings of prayer. When I read in books and stuff that like, when you go before God, you don't have to come before him and always have to say something. Sometimes you just need to get on your knees and just be still. You know what I mean? To be still before him. Behold the Lamb of God. You come before him with with fear and trembling. Like I, I'm, I'm reminded of that verse where it says, you know, um, be slow to anger, be slow to speak, but be be quick to listen. You know, mm-hmm. and that that's even an aspect of even in prayer. Yeah. You know, be be slow to speak. Like don't just start, you know, blabbering off to God, but behold who you're talking to. Francis Chan does this beautifully. Um, Francis Chan is a pastor. Um, in San Francisco, uh, from, for many years, um, and has done many th- great and beautiful things for the Lord and just has a great heart for the Lord. He really discipled me, I'd say in my early years and his, um, his life and how he breaks down prayer is beautiful. Um, and in that he was saying, man, we get into prayer and we're so quick to speak. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes some beautiful prayer is you just get on your knees, right? Or just be in the car or in, in the car in silence, get on your knees in silence, go into your closet, shut the door and you just, 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 just be for like a minute or two minutes and just behold him, just think upon him, you know? And when your mind starts to wander, that's okay. Mm. Like take your mind and and revert it back to him. Every time your mind wanders, catch yourself and move back. Yeah. You know, like I remember (laughs) telling Devin this funny story and we always be geeking about this Oh yeah, I already know. You know what I'm going to say? Like, uh, you know, I I think Devin's done this as well. I think every believer at some point (laughs) in their life has done this. You'd be like, all right, I'm just going to pray before I go to bed. You know what I mean? Oh, the late night (laughs) The late night. You know what I'm just like, I need to pray before you go to bed, you know? 
And then like three words in, you'll start praying. And then you're like, Lord God, thank you. And then <laughs> and you just start knocking. Man, you're out. Man, I used to do that all the time. Cause like when I was really, really young in my faith, and I'm still young in my faith and got a lot of room to grow. But when I was really young, like I remember no matter how late I would get in the house, I would have to spend some time with mm, God same. in prayer. I had like I don't even know if I was saved at this point, but I know like man, I'd be out with like my men and we would go out, man, be out late till like four or five in the morning if i came in the house even if i had to work that next day in mm -hmm. that morning like i would still have to spend time with god so there's been countless times where i come before god and i just fall asleep right then and there and then i wake up like 30 minutes later like hey man thank you god <laughs> <laughs> then i just continue man it's crazy man no, i've literally and then you know there's times i feel like you can even feel convicted about that that's okay you know what i mean i mean it's not to say like I would say like no need to feel convicted you know I, I mean if that's like a recurring thing over and over again <laughs> you might need to stand up or something, yeah, something. you know what I mean it something. doesn't need to be like 30 40 50 minutes you know what I mean but just it, God honors like those little I'd probably even say like this like we're later on um where you know we're gonna break down into this into specific verses um but there's this one verse it's in first Thessalonians five seventeen that says pray without ceasing mm. and I like I've always looked at that verse and I'm just like, how do you pray without ceasing? Yeah. And I was like, how? Like, it's not even possible. And I'm, then I'm thinking like, oh, well, it's probably just, you know, some symbolic thing or something like mm -hmm. that. But then I'm really thinking and I'm like, no, nah, like, you know, God's word is powerful. And I believe that there's a place where we can actually pray without ceasing. I must just be doing it wrong. I'm, I must be doing it wrong. You know, and I would try to 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 do that. And I remember I was getting these these, um, I guess, um, these teachings from uh, one was practicing the presence. It's a book. Uh, I would super hi and highly recommend this book. It's called practicing the presence. And the other one is called experiencing. I'm reading it now. Experiencing the depths of Jesus by Madame uh, Goyon. Uh, and these, uh, th these are like written in like the 1800s, by the way, they just have taken the old English and they put it in modern day English. Mm -hmm. And they were actually uh, breaking down uh, one of those verses, which was first Thessalonians 517 to, to pray without ceasing. And, it, and they were saying that, you know, if you pray with your mind, it's this to do list. Okay, God, I just want to thank you for who you are. I pray for my family. I want to pray uh, for um, my unsaved uh, loved ones. I pray that you would help me in my job life, uh, help me financially, keep, keep me out of temptation you just list these things and then it's this monotonous thing of like you pray the same thing over and over and over yeah. and over again and and that's and when usually when you're praying with your mind you know it's very easy to wander and then i was reading this book with experiencing the depths of jesus and i was actually praying and i was fasting during this coronavirus pandemic being quarantined desiring to actually experience the depths of god and my boy Micah hits me up with this book, and he's like, bro, you got to buy it. Whatever you're reading right now, you got to drop it. You got to get this book. And I'm like, all right, bet. It was like $12 on Amazon. Got that thing. Took a month because if you all know, if you ordered anything on Amazon right now, um, I don't know if everything's like back to normal, but I was able to finally get that book. And when I got the book, I start reading it, and I'm like, man, this is like, this is from the Lord for me right now in my relationship with God, because I'm wanting to go deep. And I was like, man, God, I want to do that. And then in the book, it actually highlights, if you want to go deep with God, it's actually through prayer. Yeah. And I actually, to be honest with you, I wasn't really excited to hear that. Yeah. I was like, oh crap, because I, I feel like my prayer life sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was reading it, and then they start saying into first Thessalonians five seventeen to pray without ceasing. And I'm like, oh man, like, um, what's this? Like, I wonder what she's going to, how she's going to break this down. And she was saying that when you pray with your mind, it's this to-do list, you know, and you keep, you know, you say this thing over and over and over again, but to pray without ceasing, to pray from the heart, to pray through the overflow of the Holy Spirit, it's your, the Holy Spirit is dwelling within you. And so as you were praying and it's really, it's, I, at least for me, it was, it was a really easy shift for me to like, when I started praying from my mind to then switching, like, let me pray my, what my, what the Holy Spirit is guiding my heart to pray. And then I started praying things that I don't usually pray for. I started, I started to just behold him. And I'm like, man, you're awesome. And even if I didn't feel any type of feelings, if I didn't feel like praying, if I didn't feel like getting on my knees, um, I know that the Bible says that prayer is powerful. And it was something that Jesus really sign uh, signified. And uh, Dev has some beautiful scripture to help back that up later. Um, and so if I don't feel the power of prayer, but the Bible is saying it's powerful, someone's wrong. 
either the Bible's wrong or I wrong and my perception is wrong. So I have to, even if I don't feel the depth and the power of it, I have to believe that there is something in there. And so I'm reading the experiencing uh, the depths of Jesus and it's breaking down scripture to take you into the depth of God that if you want to go from the shallows into the if you want to go from the shallows into the depths of God it actually starts through a wholesome prayer life in, in Jesus and so with that verse first Thessalonians 517 to pray without ceasing I started to to do what this book was 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 guiding uh, and it was to, to pray through the power of the Holy Spirit through um, through your heart and I noticed that my prayers actually started to, man, I mean, it, it like, it really changed. It's just like aligned with God in mm. a sense. Like it aligned Ooh, with like his say heart. Say that again. It aligned with God. Oh, man. And with his heart. I mean, I think, yeah. and that's the beautiful thing of prayer. It's like when you're really praying from the spirit and you're praying like, you know, from like what he's like leading and guiding your heart into, it's literally like it's shifting your desires to God's desires. And that's the biggest thing about prayer, because if we're praying from our mind, which is a part of it, it's an aspect of it. But if we're literally just praying from our mind, it's not connecting with our heart. Therefore, we're not connecting with God's heart. And that's ultimately mm. what we want to connect with, because we literally want to pray. I mean, even though I mean, it says in Scripture, God knows what we're going to pray even before we Come pray. On. But if we're not trying to align with him and what his heart and literally, you know, like God, your kingdom come, your will be done, then, you know, we're probably offering up the the, the mindful, selfish prayers. You know what I mean? True. But it's literally preach. coming with God and just aligning, aligning with his desires and letting his spirit flow through us that we pray the things that he wants us to pray and that he wants to answer. You know Amen. what I mean? Amen. So, yeah. Good and then word. also what um, <laughs> and also what you mentioned, like I, I didn't even have this in my notes, but you also made like a very good remark about Jesus. And in Luke 5, 16, it says, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray so it showed you that even though jesus was very very like you know close to his disciples and everything and like you know the crowds that followed him and as he traveled you know he always had people looking at him mm -hmm. he would often slip away to pray like and that's crazy like so that also aligns with the pray without ceasing and all praying without ceasing means is like literally just it doesn't mean 24 7 that you're you know you're walking around praying but you know it, it's literally throughout your day whether you're at work whether you're with that like you're at home whether you're washing the dishes if you're you're washing your dog and you giving him a bath you're walking your dog whatever it is mm. it's just you know always having that communication with god you know always having that 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 thankfulness of mind having that thankful mindset having that 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 worship that comes from your heart and that just literally means just to be thankful to god to honor him to every single moment like it's, it's kind of like when you think about a friend and like you're just like you have a thought about that friend like you know, they just come to your mind just like, man, like, OK, like that guy, he's so funny. That guy, he you know, he's so cool. It's like, you know, you have that constant thought about God, like, man, I just thank you, God. God, I love you. And it doesn't have to be said out loud. It doesn't have to you know, it doesn't have to look a certain type of way. Like you were saying, like prayer can be so many different things. You know what I mean? But it's literally just you and God connecting. Amen. So that's good. Yeah. And like even like, guys, I just want to give these little practicals like. Like, for example, like when I'm when I'm in my car alone, you know, Ooh. sometimes like I'll just have no music. <laughs> I'll, sometimes I'll just have no music and I'll just like be in silence with Jesus. And I'll just you know, it's in those types of moments. And like even when I'm at, in hard times at work, I'll just I'll just throw up these like uh, I, like I love you. Yeah. Like I love you. Yeah. I am thankful for you, God. I'm thankful for this job. I'm thankful for your provision. When I get paid, you know, that that, that biweekly check to hit the account. You man. feel me? I'm like I literally and I'm like, God, I thank you for your provision. Amen. You know, and even like my man, Dev, like I'd be um, I'd be chilling at his I'd be like just chilling in his room. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna take a shower real quick. OK, so he Dev go takes a shower and I can hear my man praying. You know what I mean? His showers be like, be like an hour and a half. You know <laughs> hey. what I mean? And my man's just being with the Lord. You feel me? I mean, it'd be like that sometimes, man. Like, it, it's just, it could be anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and even like, I know you was mentioning like, you know, different scenarios, man. Even if you look at a woman and she, she looking real good and she wearing, you know, real them, good, you, you know, she wearing, you know, some pants that may be showing a little bit. And, and you, you know what I'm saying? And you just have a thought that comes across your head and you instantly repent, meaning you turn from that thought and God, I come to you and I'm so sorry for 
for that. Like, God, I truly repent and I turn from the way that I was thinking and I and, and I, I align it with your thoughts for her. Like, God, she's not a piece of meat, but God, she's a creation of yours. And I praise you for making just, you know, making us all different and having different looks. But God, I just thank you. And Lord, let me look at her as a creation of God, a, a, as a sister in Christ and not as a piece of meat. And prayer on. can literally just be, it, it's literally just constant communication with God. That's good. And, and guys, look, the when like that prayer like when you see something that allows and it's move it's moving you into a place of sin and you repent that prayer that comes out of you is a wholesome repentive uh wholehearted thing where you're turning yourself to jesus and 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 as you're doing that you're actually because at one time in the world you know we would like a lot of guys who like who I would consider to be boys that aren't men yet because the Lord is actually the definition of what can actually take a boy and move that person into a man, you know, that you're able to see not her for what she can give sexually, but you're actually to look at to her as a daughter of God, as God who who God has created to manifest his glory in a feminine way. Do you know what I mean? And so when I look at women nowadays, even if they're beautiful or anything, like I'm actually able to look at all women now and being like, you're all beautiful. I see the 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 feminine beauty and the glory of God in how he has created you in his image. How dare I as a man look at that and turn it into something wicked for my own, like for for some lower nature uh, to be satisfied because I'm living in the higher nature of God. We're seated, uh, and scripture talks about that we are seated in heavenly places. So God, as I'm praying, as I'm going, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I am being raised up in you to look at things with a heavenly perspective. And that's what prayer does. Amen. That's good. Yeah. That's super good. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause literally we're, we're changing our earthly perspective to get a heavenly perspective. Mm. And the only way we can get the heavenly perspective is through the father. And that's that's coming before him through Jesus, because, you know, the, he's the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through him. So it's literally like you're, you're you're coming to God and like saying, like, God, renew my mind. I don't want this earthly point of view. I don't want the, the, the earthly thoughts like, God, I want your thoughts. I want your kingdom ways. I want you know, I, I want to align with your heart. I want to align with, with your will. You Amen. know what I mean? And that's, And that all comes through prayer. But um, so, yeah, that's just kind of us giving, you know, like our, our, our little like not testimonies, but giving a, like a background of like how our prayer life looks sort of and, and just getting into like the depths. But now we're going to get into some scripture. So I'm going to start off. Um, This is a very like common thing. I mean, I think a lot of people know this. This is called the Lord's Prayer. It's um in Matthew, Matthew six, I believe. Amen. I'm and, glad um, you're bringing this up. Yeah. Matthew six. And then this is also the Sermon on the Mount, just to give like a background, because I think context in the Bible is so important. And, and the Bible can e like not easily, but a lot of people could take just little verses here mm -hmm. and there from the Bible and completely shift them. And that's why a lot of people don't believe in the Bible. Bible because they see a verse that supposedly quote unquote contradicts another verse, but it's because you don't know the context of what you're reading. Mm -hmm. And I fall into that too. Like it's sometimes when I'm reading and like, I'll be reading, I'm like, God, like, doesn't this kind of go against it? He'd be like, keep reading, keep reading. And then I'll read like two more verses. I'm like, Oh, I see what, I see what you were doing. That's good. It didn't contradict. It's just because I'm trying to I'm trying to piece it together with my own mind without even fully understanding or fully reading the rest of the context or the, the rest of the scripture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is the Sermon on the Mount. So basically, this is like Jesus. It was like a multitude, a whole bunch of people coming before him. So he just gave like a, a, a pretty big teaching, like just talking about the kingdom of God and how it looks and like how we're supposed to serve him, how we're supposed to obey. Like, you know, the benefits like, you know, blessed are those who mourn and and, you know, um, just are the blessed are the meek. It's just it, it, it's kind of just giving us a heavenly perspective. So he also gets into the point of like how we're how, how prayer kind of looks. And a lot of people pray the Lord's Prayer thinking that this is literally how we're supposed to pray. And like this is like literally word for word. But honestly, it's really not. It was kind of Jesus giving us like kind of giving a us model. like a like a model. Oh, mm -hmm. my. That's a great word. Giving us a model prayer of how our prayer is supposed to like not kind of be structured, but in a sense, like how we come before God. So I'm going to read it. Uh, Matthew six, um, starting at verse five. And when you pray. You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. 
But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they that are for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And um, so that's verse 13. In other translations, um, it also includes for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And some some translations don't uh, include um, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I guess it's just, you know, some translation they just, you know, mm-hmm. but. So, yeah, just to give a quick rundown. So, you know, Jesus is kind of giving us the model of prayer, like Gay said. And like, it, you know, Jesus starts off like, don't be like the hypocrites. You know what I'm saying? Because they like to be seen praying like they're going to go to like the corners of the street. They're going to go, you know, in, in, in public places to pray just to be seen and praised by mm-hmm. men. But prayer is a thing. You know, your father is in secret. So it kind of goes with the pray without seizing. Like, you know, your father's in secret. He sees everything. He sees every every thought that you may have, every thought that I may have, every thought that Gage may have, every action that we do behind closed doors. God sees that mm-hmm. because he he sees everything. He's omnipotent, mm-hmm. um, omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at once. So he sees everything. You know what I mean? So we need to be diligent and aware that, like, you know, we we need to know that we have the correct heart posture coming before God, not to be seen by people, not to have people thinking that we're more spiritual than others. But literally, That's like cool. we go behind closed doors and we're going to seek our father who's in secret. Amen. And the, the beautiful thing about that, that it says it's like a reward for that when you go in secret and, and, and seek mm-hmm. the father, because that's the real intimacy. You're not going to go outside. Like, I mean, I hope, you know what I mean? Like like marriage, you think about marriage, like you and your wife are going to have a pretty intimate uh, a intimate relationship behind closed doors just mm-hmm. like in public. You're not going to just, you know, cradle her and hold her hand in public but then go in the house and be like, "Babe, like you're blowing me. Like go sit on the couch and I'm gonna just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" And hopefully don't, you know, get to that point. I pray, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, our, all of our relationships would not be like that, but you would want that intimacy within the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh the book of Hebrews keeps the marriage like uh keep the marriage bed undefiled. Like that's a place for you and your wife to go and do y'all thing, you feel me? <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're going to have that intimacy in private, you know? So that's what Jesus is also relating. Like have that intimacy with the Father in private that's good um and then it goes and and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases like don't don't just you know keep saying the same thing over and over god knows what you're going to pray before you say it you know what i'm saying and it's just because like i I heard a great analogy just to say because like i know even myself i have this question sometimes when i pray like god why do i have to pray if you know what i'm about to say good i was just thinking that and it's like it's good because it's like think about the think about this so you're picking up like your second grader from school, right? Like you have a kid, he's in second grade, you're picking up from school after school. And you're just like, like, how was your day, Kevin? You know, how was your day? What did you do? You know what Kevin did. You you, you yeah, probably, you he took a nap, you know, at two o'clock. You know, he ate lunch, had his little, you know, orange juice carton. Uh, you know, miss whatever, you know, taught them two mm-hmm. plus two got, and three plus three. You know what he mm-hmm. learned. Got in a but, fight with Sally, you know. <laughs> all that, you know what I mean? All that, again. you know what I mean? Like, you know what he did, but you ask him them things to build up relationship, to, to, to have intimacy, to have these experiences and to know that you care and you love him and for him to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what God wants with us. He, he wants us... You know, he wants us to be loved. He wants to comfort us. He he wants that relationship like a father and a That's son good. would have. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't have to keep, you know, saying the you don't have to keep repeating the same thing over and over. God hears him. Now, there's also the aspect that, you know, um, seeking you shall find. So, you know, you keep you know, you keep pressing it in prayer, but you don't have to pray for two hours repeating the same thing. God hears you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it also says, as the Gentiles do. And Gentiles basically is just people who are not of the Lord. Like, that just means, like, you know, unbelievers, basically. Um, and then you get to the, the the actual model. Like, this is how you pray. Um, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So basically, this part is basically saying, like, you're recognizing God for who he is. Our Father who is in heaven. God who is in heaven. God who has created the heavens and the earth hallowed be your name and hallowed is basically meaning set apart it means holy it means that god you are different than 
any other thing. Like there, there's literally no comparison to you. Like hallowed be your name. Like literally, God, we cannot take a single thing that we could ever think of and make it equal to you because Mm -hmm. there's no equal to you there's no rock like you you know what i mean and then you have your kingdom come your will be done on earth as is it as it is in heaven Mm -hmm. um so basically it's saying like god your kingdom come like you know this whole like let this whole earth rule this whole earth like literally every all your ways all your thoughts all your rules let that come to earth and let that reign let that be you know what we look to not like what the government may say even though we do honor those things because all that comes from god in a sense too Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean it should be structured after god because he's perfect so it's like literally your will be done you know what i'm saying like literally whatever you want to be done God, let it happen just as it is in heaven because, God, you're perfect. So, therefore, you know, it needs to align with you. It needs to mirror your kingdom. That's good. Let heaven come to earth. Ex- let heaven come to earth, Mark. That that was good. And then give us this day our daily bread. Now, if you notice, this is like the first request. So, you see in the first two verses um, that it's kind of it, it's glorifying God. It's mm-hmm. lifting God high. It's setting him apart from everything else. We don't come before God just to make requests. We go to God. We glorify him. We give him praise we give him adoration we worship him and then we could start coming with our request but good our point. first thing good point yeah our first thing needs to be like god you're holy god you're just you're amazing first let me just remember how good you are and i'm not going to lie for me this is a struggle sometimes because sometimes i come before god and i just want to lift up all my prayer requests but we need to honor him you don't mm-hmm. go to a friend and act hey let me borrow 20 dollars every time you talk to him you know you should come to hey bro how was your day that's what's up. How was work? You know what I mean? Or, or like, you just comfort him. You know what I mean? Comfort him. Let it be relational. Exactly. That's Let good. it, you know what I mean? So that's the thing. You know, we're not going to make these requests with a friend 24 seven. That's how I should be with God. We need to come before him and remember who he is and really just, just be with him. Be still and know that he is God. So this is the first request, like, give us this day our daily bread. This is basically asking God, equip us with everything that we need today in order to glorify you. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like God you know, give me the things that I need for today, not only for me to be successful in this day, but for, for me to really please you, to do all the things that you want me to do and to, and to do it for your kingdom. And then you have, um, let me see, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So this is basically saying like, you know, God, forgive us of all our wrongs, but not only forgive us, but God, help us to forgive those who have went against us too. Those oh, who have good. done wrong against us, help us to forgive them. Because how can you ask to be forgiven if, if you can't forgive? Yeah, let me bring up a good point with that. Because like, I have a coworker of mine um, that was so struggling. He was so struggling um, with with another person that he knows. Um, and he'd be like, yeah, I pray for this person. I pray for this person. But then he was showing so much hate, uh, for this specific person. And I was saying, and I was like, man, have you ever thought about actually praying for that person? You know what I mean? They're doing wrong towards you, but because they're doing wrong towards you, you now you're doing wrong towards them. But just like what, what Dev was saying, was doing and breaking down this scripture. It's like, it's like, Father, forgive me for my trespasses and also help me to forgive those who trespass against me, who sin against me, you know? And I think it, it's even somewhere um, in scripture as well. Dev might be able to uh, uh, quote where exactly exactly where it's at. I'm not too familiar. But the, basically, there's a scripture that says um, that if you, if you are not able, I'm paraphrasing, but if you're not able to forgive those if you're not able to forgive those uh, that have done wrong against you, like the Lord is actually not able to forgive you of your sins. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 No, nah, that's really good because I think we just need to remember that it's relational and, and God is a relational God. Therefore, he doesn't just only want you to be right with him, but he wants you to be right with people. Amen. Because how are you going to truly manifest? How are you truly going to walk as a Christian? when you got hate for other people. And I'm not saying that like, you know, we're perfect or I'm perfect and that I don't have, you know, any like, you know, issues with people, but I always try to go back to God and be like, God, I'm sorry. Like, God, I repent. God, I turn from that and what I did, what I have said, what I thought. And I turn to you and God, help me to love this person. God, may you forgive them and may you forgive me for what I did and help me to forgive them also. Mm. 
So then that leads into verse 13 and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And basically this is like, you know, God, like, you know, keep us away from the things that, you know, is potentially going to help. Like, like, let us fall. Keep us from the things, Lord God, that that we're weak around that that you know, potentially could lead us away from you. Mm -hmm. Like God protect us from that. God lead us in the way everlasting. God lead us in the path that you have put before us so we could please you in everything we Amen. do. Like God deliver us from that evil, deliver the, the evil that still is within me so I could be closer with you. You know what I mean? And then you have the, the ending part for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And you see that Jesus goes back of course all this is with god but he's also ending it with glorifying god like god yours is the kingdom which is like you know the everything god you are the creator of everything therefore everything is yours and the power god you 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 hold everything you know what i mean you are above all things so all the power is yours and all the glory is yours like whatever we we joy in whatever we're happy about it's all to you god and it, it all should be through you amen and so, yeah, I mean, that's really just the structure of prayer and and why Jesus gave that that model of prayer. Amen. Yeah. And and you said this at the very beginning. Um, and just, to, you know, we I think many, many, many Christians be like, oh, well, let me go ahead and pray. Um, and it may be like the same thing they pray every time they eat, like, oh, Lord, bless his food, the nourishment of our body. Or, you know, you get into this thing and then or you'll do our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Remember that. It wasn't something that we're just supposed to, like, just quote. Not saying that there's not power in quoting it. I mm -hmm. mean, it's scripture. Yeah. But God wants to hear what's overflowing in your heart, whether that be praise, whether that be mourning, whether it be the suffering that you're dealing with, the hardship, the things that you're struggling with. Let that pour out through your heart in prayer unto him, knowing that God hears your prayer and that knowing that as you are wanting to align yourself in God's will, God's desire is to make that happen. Mm. You know, he's wanting to jump on that. And he does hear our prayers. Sometimes they get answered the next day. And I have testimonies. I'm going to share actually some of those um, in a minute. You know, or, you know, what I mean, you could pray something for years. Like I remember one of my friends, um, I think he was a pastor. I mean, he was, you know, praying for something for like 20 years but ended up not getting the fruit of that prayer until like the end of, of 20 years. Was mm. God not listening? No, I do. What this is what I believe is that it, it was for the appropriate time for when that was to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I have, um, I'm even reminded of like a friend of mine, you know what I mean? They'd be, you know, praying, uh, for a spouse and they pray for a spouse and they pray for a spouse and they pray and like, it doesn't happen. Mm. Okay, well, does that mean that God is not answering your prayers? No, I don't believe that. I believe there's an opportune time and there is a right time and God will deliver that in the right time, you know? And through that, I get reminded of this uh, analogy that I've said uh, before that um, it's like, it's like, let's say you have a child. Your child is, you know, four years old. Your, your child that's four years old comes up to you and says, Daddy, Mommy, like, I want a car, like a legit car. Yeah. And you're looking at that you're looking at them with love and you're just like, "Oh, like I love you. Like your heart is so pure. You want this car because like let's say you have, you know, the 4-year-old has like this little like truck that he plays with, you know what I mean? And he's like, "I want this, the, you know, this this Ford or this little Chevy toy truck. I want a real a real car." And your your heart is like, "Man, like you're so pure. I want to give this to you." But if the parent was to give that to that child at 4 years old, they can't, they don't understand that they're not old enough. They're not mature enough. They don't have their license. There's other factors that come into play. Mm -hmm. But when they get old enough to drive, they get their license, they show maturity. Uh, if the parents are able, of course they would want to uh, give. Yeah. And God is able to give all things. He has, he has all the wealth. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about like the glories of wisdom, the glories of, uh, uh, and, and the wealth of knowledge um, and, the, and, and, and depths that are, are too wonderful and too beautiful beautiful for us that he he has all of this as access for us uh, yeah we have access to it so he wants to do that but there's an opportune time to protect us yeah yeah and that's good and that just takes me like i, I also had this and this is also a part of the sermon on the mount this is the next chapter in matthew 7 and it says um matthew 7 verse 7 acts and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who acts receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks it will be open 
or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? Mm. So basically, it's just like, like Gage was saying about the analogy with the, you know, with the the child, the four year old in the car. It's like you keep going to God because like it's not that he doesn't hear us. You know what I'm saying? If we're pure in our heart asking him, he wants to give it to us, but he knows that it's probably not the right time to give it to us because we would we wouldn't handle it correctly. Mm -hmm. We're not ready. It would for be for our destruction. Almost. Exactly. And he's not going to do that because at the end of the day, he is a father and he cares for us more than anybody else cares for us. So he's only going to give something to us if he knows that we can store it or, or use it correctly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's just the thing about and there's it. A, there's, a, there's a right time for everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm even going to bring up this other verse. Um, this is John 16, 24, where it says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And this is that thing with prayer as we come over and as we acknowledge God and who he is and we behold him as being the king, um, the lamb of God, um, that he would receive his reward of his suffering. That as we come that God even says in John 16, 24, he says, you haven't received because you haven't asked anything in my name. And this hits me in the heart. And this is why. I've always, you know, kind of be, beheld God and loved him and was reading and stuff like that. But I never really like asked and told God what I wanted. I don't know why. I just, that just was a struggle in my own prayer life. And I remember, if you guys remember earlier, I was talking about Hannah Connors. Um, so we did, we and, and a group of other believers, Devin was actually a part of that ministry as well. And that was in Anacostia um, doing uh, ministry in the, um, in Southeast DC. And that was probably one of the most fruitful um, ministries that I've ever been a part of in this in the sense of growth and what we saw God do to yeah. do and it was so powerful and so while I was uh, was in that we all we were doing we had went on a, a retreat together just to grow closer uh, um, together as a, as a as a as a group of believers and I remember one of my friends uh, that was in there I think it was Brad I think it might have been Brad or Ida uh, one of the one of the 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 team one of the team leaders they had a dream that night and we were all sitting around this table and there was almost like you could, I guess you could say it was like an angel was like serving us food. I, we were all sitting at this table and like this angel is like serving us food in this dream. And so everybody is getting food served to them on their plate and given to them. And then like the angel gets to me <laughs> and said, Oh, and I, and like I have an empty plate. And then the angel says like, um, Oh, I would have given you, I would have given you food, but you never told me what you wanted, you know? And, and I was like, and then once, uh, I think, I can't remember if it was Bradley or Ida, one of the, and then once they, they told her what that dream was, oh man, I knew exactly what that dream meant. And it was literally this, it was like, until it's, it's this John 16, 24, until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And, and God was like, gauge like he was jesus was ministering to me and what the holy spirit was was guiding me he was he was saying like gauge you have laid down your will to to be in line with my will and i love that but tell me what you want i don't know what you want you don't pray about the things that you want to see happen on the earth and i'm like oh goodness i was like and so that took me into this beautiful place of actually praying the things that i wanted to see and believing God that he'll answer my prayers and knowing that I have laid down my will to be a part of his will because my will, my, my desire is for his will to be done on the earth. Yeah. And that's a perfect heart position. And so in this, um, I remember just an example of that. I had a coworker of mine um, who did not, did not mess with Jesus. <laughs> I mean, did not mess with Jesus. My coworker, what he would do is um, I'd be talking to um, and just a little side note, evangelism in the workplace and evangelism is sharing the faith. You don't just share the faith like, you know, from a podcast or on social media. You need to do it in person. You need to live it out. You know, it's, that's the it's, most important. Come on. And so while you're in that, like I'm sharing the faith with a lot of people at my job that are like brothers to me now. I love these guys, you know, and a lot of them are in the world and. Well, they're all in the world. Well, they were. A lot of them have actually like come to actually know Jesus, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and through these relationships, I remember one of my friends like was the most hostile to Jesus. <laughs> he was so hostile, and he would like 
curse me out. I'd be talking to other um, coworkers and the Lord would be breathing on the conversation. He would come in and ruin it. And it would just talk all this stuff about, you know, new age type of things. And you can believe in whatever you want to believe. And, and everybody goes to heaven. It was just all this other stuff. And so I was like, okay, God, this is what I want. I pray that you take this coworker of mine who I love dearly and I pray and I was like I pray that you would break down his walls in his heart that he would encounter you and experience the life-giving power of beauty in Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit I pray that you would breathe upon this and that you would make this happen I prayed that in one week in one week right on the weekend he happened to stumble he happened to stumble across some uh, LSD that psych the psychedelic drug he takes this psychedelic drug, right, goes on this crazy trip for like eight hours and through that has this crazy hell encounter where he like sees these these demons and whatnot. And then in that, um, it was almost as if God was speaking to him and he was saying, come to me, like come to me. And then my friend went to the Lord um, for for comfort and then the 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 demons this hell encounter it subsided and he knew in that moment and then I'm, I'm thankful for holy spirit that reminds us of these things that holy spirit came to him and and reminded him of like oh remember your like your co-worker gauge the things that he's been talking about come to the jesus and so he did that and then i remember he came to work the next week and he was so he was different and then it took him a while he didn't want to open up and then he finally opens up he finally opens up and talks about what was actually happening and I was like, whoa. And I was like, bro, you got to give your life to the Lord, bro. <laughs> and right there uh, at, at the dealership, which is where I, where I work, he gives his life to Jesus. And, and we do the sinner's prayer and all of that. And it all happened from prayer. And it was through believing and being like, God, you want him. And I knew the Lord wanted him. I knew. I was like, okay, he's the most hostile to the faith. This is the one that you want, you know? Because if he's going to be the most hostile to the faith, he's going to be one of those that will be very powerful in the faith. Like Paul. You know, where Paul, Saul turns into Paul, you know? Saul goes into, like, persecuting Christians. And then from persecuting Christians and killing Christians, he has this encounter with Jesus where now he's actually, he's written three-fourths of the New Testament of the Bible, you know? And so there's power in prayer. Um, and I have endless testimonies, but just to uh, save the time. Um, but when you're praying, there's a heart position of how you pray. And Devin is going to help to break down uh, a specific verse in James that will be able to give the, 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 the heart posture of what prayer is. So, Yeah, no, nah, and that's good. That, I mean, that's just amazing because that just shows that, like, God not that he can't move without our prayers because it's not our prayers that ultimately do these things. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm, that God, mm -hmm. God uses us as like instruments. You know what I'm saying? So when we lift the prayers up, that's when he's like, all right, like bet, like I'm here. You know Amen. what I mean? He's going to move Amen. on it. That's what he wants. Cause he wants people of his kingdom. Who's going to align with what he wants to do. You know what I mean? No, so that's, that's what happens. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get a quote a verse from James really, because there is a wrongful way to pray. And yeah. it's crazy because a lot of people really don't talk about that. And like even myself, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, I mean, I know it was a long time when I wasn't really walking with the Lord and I was praying and I was thinking I was being heard, but it really wasn't being heard. And it's not that God I'm not going to say that God completely blocks the prayers off. I honestly I can't say that I'm not God. But what I'm saying is that he definitely does not listen to those prayers, because if he gives it to you, you're not going to use it well, like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's ultimately you have to have a right posture of your heart, meaning you have to have you have to come before him in a right way. You got to you got to know who he is. First of all, you have to have faith in who he is. And then it also has to be his will It has to align with his will. And ultimately, his will is his word. And, and I know that was a, a thing for me that, like, I honestly didn't understand for a long time. Like, what is God's will? It's literally his word It's reading his word. Everything he speaks, that that's his will. You know what I mean? Amen. That's Amen. what he wants. So this verse right here is in uh, James chapter one, verses five through eight. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. And what this is talking about in the book of James is basically like if you lack, ask God. He wants that. 
he he wants you to act he, like he wants you to have that faith to come before him like god i know that you're the almighty mm. and if i ask of this you can do it and that's what he that's what pleases him and that's what he wants and when you act with that faith a faith as small as a mustard seed as it talks as jesus talks about he's going to do it you amen. know what i mean amen but it's the thing that if you do it doubting you know it's like a it's like a double minded man you become a double minded man so it's like you have like half faith but it's like god like i don't really think you could do it and he's not pleased with that so why is he mm. going to give it to you it's like you know what i mean if you come to your father and you're like you know dad can you i i, I don't know if you're able to get this he it's not he's not going to be moved by that you know what I'm saying? But if you come to your, your dad full of faith, like, dad, I know you can get this. He's probably going to do it with all his might. He's 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 going to work hard to be able to do it. Yeah. And not that God has to work hard because he's God. He could do it from the snap of his fingers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's coming before him like, God, I have faith that you could do this now. You know what I'm saying? And, and let, let that request be lifted up to him. But then there's also a verse in James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this? That your passions are at war within you. You desire and do not have. So you murder. You covet and cannot ob obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Sure. So what this verse is saying is like, why Why are so many people at war and against one another? Like, why this dude who's walking across the street with some Yeezys on or with some Jordans? And it's like, man, like, you know, that dude, he a link. Like, you feel me? I don't <laughs> mess with him. But it's like, we do not have... Because of the simple fact that we act wrongly, we we ask for those Jordans because we want to, you know what I'm saying? We want to go to a party and then see a bad female and then she'll be looking, you know, from your head to your feet and be like, oh man, like he's he fresh. I'm going to, you know, try to talk to him or he, he flat. I'm going to try to talk to him. And it's like, nah, like it should not be like that. So we don't get the things that we want because we don't ask from the right place. Now we ask from a pure place, like, you know, say like our child, like, you know, he don't have no shoes or something like that. Like, God, I really need, you know, like we're struggling and, and we really need this. God is going to bless that when you ask in faith, you know what I'm saying? Because he knows and he knows that you're asking from a pure place. You're not asking from a place of trying to please people. You're asking from a place of need. You know what I mean? Then that goes with the verse like he takes care of the birds of the air. He mm. takes care of the grass on the ground, which, you know, eventually is just going to die. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. he takes care of little things like that, how will he not take care of you? But it's all coming to him in prayer and, and having faith in who he is. Oh, such a good word, man. Such a good word. Uh, yeah, and when and it's that I think that's really the thing, like with prayer, um, that what even Deb was saying, like pray and and check your heart that your prayers are not for um, wicked mo motives. You know what I mean for for th things that that are not aligning with God. And I think this is the big thing. If you want to know God's will, just like what Devin said, it's his it's his word. You need to have a good. You'd be able to actually pray effectively when you pray the scriptures oh that's that's real that's praying god's will yes go ahead and, and and do spontaneous and pray from the holy spirit and what god is leading you through your heart and and, and pray these things and ask god because um just like in that in that john 16 verse god says ask of me so that your joy may be full like he was at, he was telling the, the the disciples, yo, I want you guys to pray and to ask me for things because it's my it. I want your joy to be full, and I know that you will be your joy will be full as you receive these things from me through prayer. And so, praying the scripture is also a very big thing. And that was one thing that I got from experiencing the depths of Jesus, and also from even hanging out with other like very mature believers that they pray the scripture. You know, like for example, I mean, it could be something like Psalm Psalm twenty three. You know. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, you know, so you, you sit there and as you, you soak on it, you know, you just, you could sit still for a moment. You just be like, oh, like, and you start to come like, like, Lord, like the Lord is my shepherd. You watch over me. You protect me. Your eyes are upon me, just like a shepherd in a field. And then it says, I shall not want. And that's that, that's that thing of like you, when you're sitting there and you're actually starting to digest the scripture and not look at it from surface value, but you're diving in and actually going beneath the surface of it and actually and that's where you'll see Holy Spirit breathe on it. And then you'll be like, whoa, like this verse that I've read for eight times. Now it's starting to actually open up and it's starting to to be something like John 316. You know, yeah. um, I think we were talking about another a couple episodes where if that's not um, that's not a, 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 a yes, it's it's a very probably one of the most popular verses. But there's so much weight and beauty that comes from that verse 
um, if we were to sit and pray into that verse and pray the scriptures, you know what I mean? And praying God's will. Um, because if we're praying for a motive that's not along with his will, it's it's something where God God sees our heart. He sees where we're at. And it's, you know, it you, it's, it's just not aligning with his will and God can't bless it. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it will potentially hurt us. In the long run, it will hurt us because yeah. if he gives us something, and he knows it's going to lead into sin. Sin is already separation from God, like we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if we take it and it and it leads us away from him, what was the gain of that? So because good. ultimately, it hurts us. It hurts our relationship with God, and it doesn't bring us closer to him. So, I mean, it's him protecting us. So, it's us really just getting to know his will and really just coming before him and having that faith in prayer. But it's such a beautiful thing because it's like, the deeper we go with him in prayer is the more we would know him. You know what I mean? Mm. And and you just, you experience just different, just levels of God that you wouldn't elsewhere. You know what I mean? It's all through prayer. It's all through his word. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Man, in the secret place, let, let, let the deep places inside of you be, be spilled open before the Lord. Like I'm reminded of Mary where Mary would take the, the, um, the, the alabaster jar and she would break it over the feet of Jesus and an alabaster jar. And in that day, um, when it would be a woman, the woman would receive that alabaster jar and what she would use that for, it would actually, um, for what I believe it would be used, um, it was like a source of money for her. It was like a savings to her. And so what it would be if she ended up not being able to marry, because a woman back in, in Old Testament times, um, if they weren't able to, or, well, actually not even Old Testament, this is also a New Testament as well. Um, if they if they couldn't marry, they would have that alabaster jar with expensive ointment, and they would sell that to be able to have money to be able to live for a while. And then when they would get married, they would actually have that alabaster jar and that would help for uh, for it would it would be to help for the wedding, to help for these things. It was a very expensive ointment that would be given to uh, to virgins. Um, and so for Mary to actually um, I'm not sure if it was like Mary Magdalene or if it was Martha and Mary. I'm actually not too sure, but it was a Mary. There's a lot of Marys in the Bible. Uh, and she she goes and she she breaks the alabaster jar, which was very expensive. That's why like Judas comes in like, oh, like this should have been sold and given to the poor because it was very expensive. That was like her life savings. That was like all she had in a sense. And she breaks it upon the feet of Jesus, anointing him. And people are like, did you, did you see what this right. girl just did? Right. That you know girl done I mean? wasted about $200. No, for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wish I would like, I, I don't know the exact price of it, but it was probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. It was a lot. I think it was actually, I think it was like a year of wages or something I like think, that. Yeah. They said something like something that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but to take that and break it over the feet of Jesus, that's really what our prayer, our prayer life should be. It should be before him. And, and we're, and we just take all that we are and we put it upon the altar and we're like, God, just, just burn burn away everything that needs to be burned away and let the purified refined me let that be what's left you know what i mean and prayer does that and it doesn't have to be uh you're saying all these words it could be in silence it could be through praying the scriptures um and it's praying through his will being in song you know worship worship is a type of um it's a, it, like through the worship words, it's even prayer unto him. You know what I mean? It's incense that rises up. Um, that's that's uh, that it's a sweet smell to him. Yeah. And also one thing I also wanted to add that like I just thought about what you were saying, like it doesn't like necessarily prayer. Like I know for me, like I always thought like prayer has to be on your knees. And yes, that definitely helps like the Good posture point. of your heart mm-hmm. because you're putting yourself in like a position where it's like, oh, like I'm I'm low. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like kind of reminding yourself like, God, you're so high. You're so good. And I'm so low. I'm so like broken. So it, it, it definitely helps your heart posture as well. But I mean, prayer could literally like be standing up. It could be sitting down on a chair. It could be whatever. You know what I mean? And it, it's just it's whatever God is calling you to do at that moment. And, you know, whatever, you know, ultimately not what you're comfortable with, but basically what God is calling you to do. It doesn't have to look the same way every time. You don't mm. got to be over your bed with your, you know, your hands, you know, together. It doesn't have to be like these type of things. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be with your eyes open, with your eyes closed. It's literally just you and God coming coming together one-on-one and connecting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I remember being at one point like, man, like if I don't get it on 
my knees. Like, he's not going to hear me. Right. You know I, mean? I still deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still deal with no, that. That's good. And I, and I think of the big thing, let the Lord guide you in what position is best. He may want you to lay down on your bed and it's a, it's a, it's a position of rest for you where you are receiving in him through prayer. He might want to, it might be something of, of, of humbling yourself and getting up on your knees. You know what I mean? And I want to, I'm going to go on a, just a quick tangent and then we're going to wrap this up. Go ahead. I just want to speak this out that I remember being in the world and I remember that people would talk about, oh, yeah, yeah, like something like getting on your knees and they would refer it to a sexual action. Do you know what I mean? Boom. And I remember when I was first getting saved that I would think about getting on my knees and I'd be like, and I would think about like this sexual action or, or what people would do, uh, 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 like just to be raw, like performing uh, like oral sex and stuff like that, because what pornography and what and what culture um, like has has twisted it to be. And it took me a long time when I was first getting into my prayer life to be like, like, that's wicked to take something that is pure and holy, like to get upon your knees and, and to honor God by giving him honor and, and praise by getting on your knees and being like, God, I surrender my life to you to then taking like a thing of like, Oh, getting on your knees and stuff like that and referring it to a sexual action. And that's where the renewing of our mind needs to take place. So I just want to put that out there. If you, that, if you get those like type of thoughts that I was dealing with or those things that may come, I just want to let you guys know, like allow God to renew your mind, to think with heavenly perspective and to see things, how God sees them and to hate the things that he hates. Yeah. And that's good. And ultimately pray on it. I mean, that's yes. the best thing. Like, yes. I mean, we're taking it back to prayer because he will give if you if you ask with a humble heart, he will give. Mm. And not to say that. And, and also, I kind of want to go back to like the, the, the you know, the uh, getting on your knees, getting on your knees is very important. I didn't want to like discredit that at all. Like getting before like if you seen just imagine if Jesus came in the flesh, you probably will fall out. No, you feel yeah. me? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's It's realizing that he is sitting on the throne. Why shouldn't we be on our knees too, getting before him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's the ultimate thing. So I didn't want to discredit that because we do need to come before God and and God, you're everything. You know what I mean? And coming before him with that with that humble posture of heart. But it's also, you know, you know, it's it's listening to see what he's calling you to do at the moment ultimately. So yeah. 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 Just just be in the moment with him. And that's really it's 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 relationship. Yeah. Uh, with um the same while how like a husband and a wife, they come together. Um, and and they become intimate and and they 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 love on one another and every night doesn't look the same. One night they could watch a movie. One night they could go out for a date night um, to go eat at a restaurant. You know, and it's like you know being being intimate with their wife. Like it, none of it ever looks the same because then it becomes robotic. And yeah. a lot of times in the Christian faith, we've made prayer, we've made Christianity some robotic motion, uh, and even services are the same thing. Like. Okay, we, we you know it's worship, announcements, word, prayer, go home. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And we need to sometimes just go with like the flow of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah. Uh, and let that minister to us. Amen. And then that just like one quick remark. Um, you think about the the parable between the Pharisee and the tax collector. Mm. Basically, Jesus it's like oh, a story. Man. A parable is like a story, it's like an analogy, basically, because you know, if Jesus just spoke about the kingdom and everything that he actually knew, we wouldn't be able to understand. You know what I'm saying? So it's talking about in this parable and this story that Jesus spoke up is basically talking about a Pharisee who was like at that time it was like a very religious leader. It was somebody who didn't even really follow God. They just knew a lot about God to the point that they kind of they they were very prideful because mm -hmm. they knew so much you know what I mean and in that culture if you knew so much people just kind of like elevated you in a sense so it was just very bad but then you had the tax collector which a lot of people really didn't like because they was the people going around getting like you know taking the taxes from people but ultimately they would take like more money so they could earn more money so a lot of people usually did not like the tax collectors but the thing about it is that of course God loves all people he may not love the things that we're doing but he loves all people because he created uh, uh, created us all but the thing about it is the tax or the Pharisee came before God in the temple and, you know, was listing all these things like, God, I give you tithes, you know, thank you that I'm not like these wicked people and all that. But he came before God with a prideful heart. Mm. But then you had the tax collector who's not really like liked by a lot of people, but he comes beating on his chest like God, like help me a sinner. Ooh. And it's the it's the heart posture. And it's in scripture says 
that the tax collector was the one who left and God honored that. You know what I mean? He's the one who left justified in the sight of God. And it's because he came with a humble heart. He came having faith in God that God was fully able to save him. He was he was able to help him, even though, you know, all the wrongs he has done. Like he knew who God was and he had that faith in him. But the Pharisee came with a prideful heart and he missed exactly like he, he missed who God was. You know mm. what I mean? So, so good. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Well, guys, we could literally. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's been an hour. Man. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. But hey, but hey, I mean, um, may, may this minister to you. May yeah. this minister to you. Um, yeah. It has ministered to us. So, guys, yeah, this is uh, episode three, A Life of Prayer. May this challenge you in your prayer life to go deep with God um, and know that there's not a specific way but just come before him and allow God to lead you and how to pray to him. Amen. Yeah. It's just, it's knowing him, getting to know him. That that's really the most important thing about prayer, knowing him and getting to know him more. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So yeah, it was fun. I'm going to close this out in prayer really quick. And yeah. So, um, father, we just come before you, Lord, and we thank you. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we thank you for the gift of eternal life you have given us through him. So, Father, we just thank you for the gift of prayer, God, that we can boldly approach the throne of grace with confidence, Lord Amen. God, knowing God, you and knowing who you are. And, Father, we just ask, God, that you would lead every single listener, including Gage and myself, God, that you would lead us into a deeper place of prayer, God, that we would have joy to pray, God, that we would come before you, God, whatever way you ask, Lord God, that we would go into our room, shut the door, Lord God, and pray to you, Father, who is in secret, God, and we thank you that there is a reward in doing that. So, Father, I pray that you would keep our eyes on Jesus, Lord, and may we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yeah, guys, a life on prayer is deep. It's something that we're all growing in, you know, every single day of our life. But, yeah. Man. Well, guys, thank you. Please leave a rating. Please give us a comment. Like, we love getting any type of feedback so we can actually grow um, this to be um, a beautiful aspect of discipleship and also just growing in the Lord. So, yeah. Well, this is Gage. This is Devin. Peace. All right, party people. <laughs>